Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode. Sorry about the delay, had a couple things that needed to sort out, look like. Um, so it should be... Okay, sorry, a little issue with the audio there, um, but should be back up and running here now. Um, so, a little bit of a, of a review of what we have done this past week. And so I might do a little playing. So we've been talking about uh, nuage. I think we're going to spend maybe two weeks, maybe maybe a month with it, see how it goes. But let me know how you're feeling on it. And um, just kind of cover various topics, um, theory and, and so on on it. Um, but maybe I'll begin by, by doing a little playing. Uh, just kind of improvising on the changes here.
All right, and then, you know, just kind of keeping in mind a few of the things that we talked about earlier this week, everything. Um, we had bebop scales, and we selected uh, five notes and kind of worked with um, those. We had um, um, some chord shapes that we, that we worked on. Um, and so one, one big theme that I like to really emphasize on these videos is having the ability to play some kind of smooth voice leading kinds of kinds of options. So So maybe choosing an inversion of a chord like uh, second inversion here on the F sharp minor seven flat five and then moving that into the B7. So you can even work that. You can work that into comping. You can work that into uh, chord melody soloing, things like that. Okay. So same thing we talked about, and then what kind of what um, helps to move it along too is to get the basic idea and then maybe try some other options. So we talked about B flat, minor seven, going to E flat seven. Right, so that motion there. And then maybe playing something a little different than that basic thing. And then also seeing where, you know, if you know the E flat nine, for example, here, Kind of thinking about how that relates to E flat seven and, and looking at the second inversion and uh, what we need to do to get there. Because what happens is you have these two notes, you can replace the root note, or replace the fifth with the root, replace the root with the nine, and you can arrive at that. Thank you. 
So having the idea of where all these uh, chords come from and um, starting with kind of the most uh, basic and building out. So any four note um, kind of chord and then you know knowing the inversions and and all that. All right. So this week we had um, so we had a little bit of a talk on Django Reinhardt. That was kind of a new newish sort of thing. Um, so just try to work with kind of the lineage of jazz guitarists and things. So we learned a little bit about about him as playing, some about his technique. So we talked about the idea of two no two fingers. Okay, so if you try to do that, maybe limit yourself to two fingers and see how your solos can go. Yeah. So you really have to kind of concentrate on that using just the the two fingers. But um, aside from just trying that for that for that purpose of maybe just getting an insight to to that, you know, working with limitations is basically what we all do to whatever extent on whatever particular thing that we're up against. So um, so technique, you can you know, purposely try to limit yourself in different ways. It doesn't have to be two fingers. You could t try just one finger. And how that kind of shifts your perception and how you're going to uh, work with things. So one thing I found when I was doing the two fingers is I felt I needed to move more horizontally, which is, which is a good thing to be working at anyway on guitar because a lot of times folks will get stuck into vertical kind of fret um, positions and things. Um, so, you know, so you could try different finger limitations. You could try you know, just one finger. And each finger kind of has its own role. So that's another kind of thing to think about too. The first finger has a lot of responsibility for preventing unwanted sounds from the open strings. Yeah. What would it be like to kind of, you know, um, let me yourself and say, okay, I'm not, not going to use my, my picking hand right now. So you say, okay, what does that feel like? So
So how would we work with that limitation? Well, the volume's um, gonna be a lot lower, so then you might you know, raise up your volume a little bit. And then you have to generate some um, sound from kind of hitting the strings pretty, um, pretty strongly. So, but you know, trying to develop those limitations or try to kind of synthetically think about lim uh, limitations that you may not even have um, can really open up insights into some other other things potentially. So hopefully we've got a pretty good understanding of how the chord changes work, um, how the, um, um, so two weeks ago we did a talk on the form and, and analysis. Um, we talked about soloing. Um, and this week talked a little bit more about uh, some scales and importance of, of chord scales basically finding out um, what might work. So some kind of featured ideas there. Um, so you might experiment with the uh, scale. Sort of exotic sounding, but the harmonic major. Um, and then thinking about, okay, um, how might that help us well I'll say the D7 flat 9 okay that might give us in a sense it gives us things that are very close to G major but since the chord has a flat 9 then it, it accommodates that so but you could do other things like just to make it more um, more dissonant against the um, tonic chord. So maybe like a Phrygian dominant. And then you get that difference that makes it sound, oh, this sounds brighter now. wouldn't have to necessarily limit ourselves to that. So th those are some things that you can kind of think conceptually. So we have that program called the uh, 
uh, practice ideas and concepts. So we could try to play notes of a given chord that are as much as possible part of the original key, like key of one sharp in this example, and then just accommodate that one other note that is um, outside of it and see kind of what you come up with. So at the moment, very end of the form, we have a C9, right? So we know this B flat is kind of out, outside of that. Um, but what if we played everything else, just kind of key of G? So what do we end up with? And that's the G melodic minor or C Lydian dominant, right? Um, but on another another extreme, you know, especially when it comes to um, uh, dominant chords resolving to um, a tonic or some some chord, um, it might be nice to really dial up the distance. So we'll see what we do um, next week. But uh, let me know if you have any ideas or anything that really particularly interests you um, in any of this. Um, so just a reminder that um, the video for this is available on uh, the YouTube member area. And you can find that at um, youtube.com forward slash fretprints. And, um, and if you're checking this out in the member area and you are a member, quick thank you. And then... Um, if you want to take it on the road and listen to it in the car or something, um, this is also available in a podcast form as well.
All right, everybody. Well, thanks again for checking out this talk. And I will uh, see you all in the next one.